Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again on a very exciting week. We have the NFL Draft this week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, We are doing a Podbean Live during the first round of the NFL Draft Thursday night. I'll touch on that in a little bit here. But before we get going, head over to staytunesports.net to find all of our social media accounts, where you can listen to us, um, and any merchandise uh, that you may want. Hoodies, hats, t-shirts. Maybe I'll start making some coffee mugs too. Um, And hopefully in the coming weeks, I will... I know I've been saying this for about a year now, but start doing some live streaming video because my lovely wife bought me a brand new laptop to help put some good videos out there. Cause I'm running off like a five, six year old laptop and it's just not cutting the, you know, not getting the job done as, as they would say. So, um, so yeah, as far as before we really, really get to the show, talking about the draft and things like that. Uh, make sure you guys download the Podbean app because Thursday night, myself and some of the guys, hopefully from the Stay Tuned Sports podcast truck series, will join me. And we're going to kind of do like a live reaction and talk sports during the NFL draft. Um, and so you guys can come over and join. So all you got to do is download the app when Thursday kicks uh, off the draft. You know, we're going to start the, the live feed about 7 30. Just go to the search uh, button or whatever you want to call it. Type in Stay Tuned Sports and you can look for us there. There's little comment section boxes that you know you can ask questions and I'll read them off during the, the, the live show and, and have some, some good times and probably some good debates. Probably cry a little bit because, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles probably draft a, a punter or something at number 12 or 6 or wherever spot they're looking to move up to, which I just don't understand, but... It'll definitely be another year of me not liking what Harry Roseman's doing again. But this past Friday, speaking of the Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series, this past Friday we were at Chicagoland for the Wine, Whiskey, and Review um, uh, race. And some some drama, you know, some, some good, interesting drama. We actually had our first butt kicker challenge. Um, accepted. James Lorello, the Stay Tuned Sports truck, won the poll. And what the butt kicker challenge is, is if you win the poll and you want to take the challenge, you will start at the back of the pack and 
have to win the race. So you got to work your way all the way up through the race. And whatever the, the prize pool is at, that's what you win. Well, James Laurel decided to take the, the challenge. Started back of the pack, and he was moving up a little bit. But then early on in the race, a lot of wrecks started to happen, and he kept getting caught up eventually to the point that he didn't have enough power going to his truck, so he, he just called it a night. And the prize pool moves on to next week. So we got to see who wins the pool, if they're going to accept the challenge again or or whatnot um as far as the race jt pool won the race over ben izinga and i'll tell you what the last two or three laps i think it was those two were just going at it back and forth finally i believe it was in like turn four of the last lap jt pool was able to pull ahead enough to, to pull out the win but this is back-to-back -back races of very good finishes and i'm telling you guys you you really should tune in friday nights over on three white tv on youtube at 9 p.m eastern to watch these guys race very entertaining um like i said during the daytona race the one like even when there's little glitches um with the wrecks like i said daytona the one car just shot up to the moon it's a fun entertaining race you know and and the, the people that are in the chat are really cool um ball bust you know we kind of jive each other a little bit about you know me you know going for james lorello or um andrew hinnelman's mom rooting him and ben adams on you know it's a good time you guys definitely should tune in because this week we will be at martinsville friday night um here's my prediction uh, you know i was thinking about this all week after your uh james lorello park the truck for tonight once again i was keeping an eye on chris darling he had another solid race um i believe he came in fifth place uh this past week you know so that's back-to-back -back races he had pretty good um overall finishes i want to put him up there as my my top three to watch for this race you know chris darling obviously james lorello i, I think is going to have a bounce back race um and jt pool i mean two races in he's he's hot you know so those are my three guys to uh to keep an eye on for the race this week at martinsville um like i said you guys head over to youtube there three y tv subscribe to them also and when you guys tune in make sure you hit the like button we want to try to get that up as high as possible so that way we get some more people to join us too in case they not listen to podcasts um so thursday like i said is the 2021 nfl draft and you know i, I don't really ever put any like mock drafts out there you know me doing them or whatever because there's just so many out there like it's, it's just so saturated with, with with mock drafts granted all those mock drafts that are out there are mostly pros that know what they're talking about and Quite frankly, I'm average. You know, I mean, you guys see my picks during during the football season or UFC picks, which we'll get to. I think I went one and five this this past weekend. But um, so I decided to switch it up a little bit here and, and do a mock draft for the NFL draft, but a little little twist to it. Now, a couple years ago, about two years ago, I wrote an article when the Mortal Kombat game came out 
uh, the latest one right around draft time. So I did a, a NFL draft Mortal Kombat style type thing. So I kind of went back and, and did it again for this, uh, this draft. So what it basically is, I just took the top 10 picks. Not sure if I'm going to go through all top 10. And based off of what their team needs were, I drafted Mortal Kombat characters based off of their powers. So, obviously, Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one overall NFL <clears throat> draft this year. Looking for a face for that franchise, even though I, I still think uh, Minshew is a good quarterback, and I think he should get another shot a full season and not have anybody looking over, you know, not letting him look over his shoulder. But I believe they, they draft Johnny Cage. Think about it. He has that pretty big boy face. He's very Hollywoodish, you know, very uh, charismatic. And I think he would perform well on the field. Uh, number two draft pick, New York Jets. I have them drafting Lu uh, Kang. It takes a lot to beat him. Now let's think about this. It takes a lot to beat him. Out of all the Mortal Kombat games, all the Mortal Kombat movies that have been produced, there's only been one time he was defeated. And to produce in a city like New York, you need to be thick-skinned. You know, they thought Mark Sanchez would be okay and Sam Darnold. But I, I think they finally find their answer with Liu Kang. And number three, San Fran. Looking for their quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo is just not working out for them. I have them drafting Kung Lo. I mean, probably has the hardest throw among the quarterbacks in Mortal Kombat draft. Um, I mean, if you think about it, his his throws are so hard that he literally cuts people's heads off with a hat. That's how hard he throws. So as long as you got some good receivers with good hands, which I think they do, I think they finally find their quarterback at number three. At number four, Atlanta Falcons. Now there's some talk that they may uh, trade back the snap I don't think that's going to be the case I think they're going to draft Jax as a tight end because you know that's one of the needs they need I mean you think about it, he's got strong hands and he, he just overpowers people you know he's, if you just think about um, the last Mortal Kombat game that came out you know very powerful could run over big defenders that are even bigger than him. Sometimes he grows into a giant and is a lot bigger than everybody else. But I think they finally find their their tight end for a few years in Jacks. Number five, Cincinnati Bengals. Now a lot of people think they should go offensive line here, but I think they find a a, a receiver for themselves um, for Joe Burrow in Scorpion. Now, I mean, most top-rated wide receiver there in the, in the Mortal Kombat draft. 
um, literally snares balls out of the air with his spear. You know, granted they got replaced the footballs every time, but hey, he kept, he doesn't drop balls. You know, um, and he's, he's the most, like I say, he's the, he's the most highest ranked Mortal Kombat receiver in this draft. Number six, we have Miami Dolphins. I think they finally uh, go wide receiver here after the past few drafts. And I think they, they take Shang Sung. Think about his powers. You know, he just snatches souls out of the air. So, I mean, Tua could just toss it up there, jump balls, and it's his. No matter what. You know, 70 yard bomb. He could be five foot five going up against a six foot four cornerback. He's he's winning that every time. At number seven, we have the Detroit Lions. Some people think uh, they need to upgrade their their defense here, but I think with Kenny Galladay gone, they upgrade their wide receiver core here with Sub-Zero. Probably the uh, second best receiver in the Mortal Kombat draft here. Um, I mean, you really think about the, the moves he has. Once he, you know, he's very good in space. Screens, you know, bubble screens, stuff like that. The moves he makes just makes his defenders look like he they're, they're slipping on ice. Number eight, we have the Carolina Panthers. I have them taking Shao Kahn. Um, looking to upgrade that offensive line. You know, they just traded Teddy Bridgewater today. They got Sam Darnold from the Jets. And Shao Kahn is just, just huge. Has great shoulder blocks for the passing game. And just hammers opponents in the run game. I mean, definitely a huge, huge upgrade for that team. At number nine, we got the Denver Broncos. I think they have. I think they go here. Um, I think they go a linebacker here. Okay, I, I think they go with Goro, who is just a monster in the middle as a linebacker. When he hits you, you're you're done. Your season's done. I mean, he'll just lay deadly punishing hits that will put players out for weeks, maybe seasons. And I think they finally. Uh, upgrade that defense for multiple years not just a, a rental or anything like that and then at number 10 we have the Dallas Cowboys now the name I'm going to tell you guys you might have to google is because there's so many Mortal Kombat players out there characters whatever you want to call them um, that you might have to look this guy up now I, I Normally, the Cowboys like to pick the flashy, you know, you know, uh, running backs or wide receivers. But I think they go with Suho here. Just because the Dallas Cowboys are dumb. So they like to pick this guy here. Because he looks dumb. Has nothing. Like, he has no personality. Like, how he made it this far in Mortal Kombat is beyond everybody. And he's a perfect cornerback because he'll get torched every time. 
So out of those top 10 picks, I really think that the Denver Broncos will be the winners here because, again, I mean, you got a linebacker there that, who knows, maybe he could play offensive line and bash defensive linemen now too. So this last weekend, UFC 261 happened, and I'll tell you what, the card, it, it, it delivered, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys tuned in. We had Usman versus Masvidal, nasty knockout there. We had um, Shevanko versus Andre. Shevanko retaining her belt. And then we had the upset, Rose versus Zhang. And I, I didn't think Rose was going to win, but with a leg kick. Uh, to to the head. Then, unfortunately, we also had Chris Weidman going up against Uriah Hall and having the unfortunate injury happen to him. And it's kind of... I don't want to say ironic, but if you have a squeamish stomach, do not Google it. Do not try to watch it. It was nasty. It was the Anderson Silva injury. Probably times three worse. It was bad. Like... I, I don't even want to describe it, but uh, they admitted him to the hospital that night. Gave an update the next day. I believe he had surgery the next day. Basically, they put a titanium steel into the one bone. And uh, he said that when they, they strained his leg out, back out, that his fibula, I believe it was, matched up completely. So they think that's going to heal fine. But he's looking at 8 to 12 months of recovery time before he's even able to start training again. You want to think he will make it back. But unfortunately, you think about it, he's older now, so he's going to be a year older by the time he's even able to train. You're not going to be able to really jump back into it, you know, three months into training, so it's going to probably take you another six months even once you start training MMA, you, you know, to try to get back into MMA shape. I mean, I'm pulling for him just to have one more fight because that you don't want to see yourself go out that way, you know. And Uriah Hall, the words he said after after the match too, you know, so much respect for him. I mean. Obviously, you know, he said, you, know, you don't want to see an injury like this. You don't want to win a fight like this. Um, even when, as far as saying, no matter where he's ranked, when Chris is able to come back, he owes him this fight. And, I mean, let's be honest. If if somehow Uriah Hall is the champion, Dana White's not going to sign off on him fighting Weidman as his first fight back. You know, he's going to make Weidman win a couple fights here and um, try to get back up there. You know, and, and when it happened, I texted our good buddy King about it because he was with me when Anderson Silva did it to himself. And King thinks, you know, fighters are going to rethink about doing leg kicks again. And I, I, Everybody said the same thing at that time too with Silva. It's just the nature of the game, unfortunately. You know, I don't want to sound like a dick, but that's how it goes. You know, and even Conor McGregor, he came out and said that it was—it's definitely a freak accident because you could tell the way it landed. 
was perfect hit most of the, the meat of the leg of Uriah Hall but it's just a freak thing it happens so as far as Chris Weidman hope you have a, a speed recovery because again you, know, you don't want to see any fighter go out like that so hopefully we get to see at least one more time in the octagon to try to go out a little bit better way before your career is over um Shevanko versus Andre like I said Shevanko won uh knocked her out just dominated the questions are coming back up again when do they make the Shevanko Nunez trilogy fight and should they you know, at first I was like, yeah, you know, you think about both both women have no competition in those divisions that they defend in. But I read a couple articles, you know, one was on ESPN, I forget if it was Brett Akimoto, I think it was him, um, made a good point. You don't want to make that fight right now. Just let them keep fighting those divisions and I mean really really clean it out to the point that it just makes no sense for them to keep defending the belts in that division because if you make it right now if you make Shevanko versus Nunez 3 right now it's a lose-lose you know Nunez is the most dominant champ champ man or woman um, in the UFC right now if she loses she loses a little bit of that uh, that shininess to her that she's a, a dominant champion if Shevanka loses what does that gain Nunez and in a way it kind of de- you know deteriorates a little bit of Shevanko's division because if she's dominating all these women in her division then Nunez is just that much more dominant over anybody in UFC. So I, I don't think you make it now. Maybe you make it as a, you know, Amanda Nunez has said that she only wants to fight a couple more years and then retire. Maybe you make it as a retirement fight. You know, try to make it her last big payday because... You know, first fight, Nunez won. Second fight was debatable. I think I had Shevanko winning it, honestly. So this would be a big payday for both of them, especially if they're, they're still as dominant. But on the flip side, you don't want to wait too long as a company to tap into that gold mine because you look at all these... UFC fighters or former UFC fighters Demetri Johnson who was undefeated and how many title defenses did he have in a row in UFC and gets knocked out two weeks ago um Weili Zhang uh Dana Way was hoping to use her to bring some UFC cards over to China which I mean I'm sure they they still will but if you had her as a champ you would have sold a lot more tickets so you gotta watch when to time this the right way and hopefully they don't overtime it because and again another you know super fight that we wanted that we never got to see was Silver versus St. Pierre they talked about and talked about it and then Silver lost 
and then Silva's just went, you know, his career was done after that. I mean, you know, he was still competitive, but he wasn't the Anderson Silva that we knew. So, and then uh, Rose Namajunas versus Zhang with the upset. Um, Rose, this will be her second time as champ. And you know, like, looking at that division, I think overall the strawweight women's division is the best division for the women. Because, like I just said, Nunez, she has those two divisions locked up. Shevanko has her division locked up. There's no one touching them. Let's be honest there. Even though I just said about keep feeding them, basically, fighters. But if you look at the straw weight, it reminds me of when Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate and Holly Holm were all coming through that division. They just kept, you know, they couldn't defend their titles against each other. You know, and, and with the straw weight division now, you got Rose, you got JJ, and you got Zhang. And I think that's what you're going to see for these next year or two of titles changing hands between them. I don't think the other women are going to be able to defeat them. Maybe Andre could get back in there, but I, I'm, I'm not sh too sure about that. The fight I, I would like to see them make right now, and you know, a lot there was some people saying that Zhang should get the immediate rematch. I don't believe so. When you get knocked out like that, that, you know, devastating, I think you need to win one maybe two matches to get uh, another title shot if it's a close decision split decision without a doubt then yes should get the rematch but the, the match i would like to see is rose and jj you know okay rose beat her twice she beat her once for the belt beat her the second time to retain it but i, I both fights were entertaining they were good fights so it's not like you're gonna pair a, a boring fight up with Rose and then maybe you know Zhang and, uh, and Andre or something like that you know like both got knocked out pretty decisive or no Andre was a different division sorry about that um but give Zhang like a top five opponent you know yeah she's coming off a, a loss but I still think she will hold that belt one more time before her time in the UFC is up. Then uh, Kamaru Usman versus Masvidal. Lasted a little bit longer than... Or no, it lasted a little bit less than the last time. Masvidal just got knocked out by a right hook. And, and a beautiful right hook. Because, you know, you think about it, Masvidal was brought up for being a striker. You know, the backyard fighting early on in the UFC. But when the slow-mo was showing it, he had his hand up to defend the punch. But Usman just pushed it out of the way and just came down the pipe and knocked him out. I think this was a huge loss for Masvidal. I think the star power that was hashtag super necessary, all that stuff, I think took a hit. And I don't see him ever 
getting another chance at the belt unless Usman retires or someone else is the champ. As far as Usman, he's in line to fight Kobe Covington next. He fought Covington last year and broke his jaw, won by decision. But here's the difference between last year and now. And this was my worry going into the Masvidal fight for Masvidal. With the Gilbert Burns fight, he started to show a little bit of striking. And especially with this Masvidal fight, I could see him knocking Covington out too. Is he the greatest of all time? No. You know, that phrase gets thrown around so much that it's 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 dull now, you know. Is he the greatest active fighter right now? Quite possibly. You know, you can't say John Jones because he's have his, he has his little thing going on. His management just uh, went separate ways with them. Um, sounds like he's not going to fight Francis Nagano now. They're, they're moving away from that fight. So, yeah, I mean, you know, as greatest, you know, active fighter, yes. But once, he, he to be greatest of all time, he needs to get up there title defense-wise with the Anderson Silvas, the uh, George St. Pierre's. You know, right now, I think he's tied with uh, Matt Hughes, who's a Hall of Famer. But... Silva and St. Pierre were dominant and he's getting there and possibly he may possibly be able to get there but I think that's that's what's going to happen in the next Covington fight um, I think he's going to knock him out and we'll see when that happens so this weekend we have bare knuckle boxing KFC 17 and this is our combat corner which is sponsored by bet angles expert sports betting picks and research tools for only ten dollars so go to betangles.com um, this Friday April 30th a hell of a card you know and there's a lot of fights on this card on the main event card I should say oh we got Josh Burns versus Dylan Klecker Kleckler Supposedly, who wins that one is going to have a, a shot at the title. Um, I think Joey Beltron and Sam Shoemaker are supposed to still have their uh, fight yet. Uh, just saw this past week, Sam Shoemaker signed his new contract with BKFC, so that fight should, should be coming soon. We also have Marcel Stamps versus Mike Richmond. We have Mark Goodbear versus Mick Terrell. We have Frank Tate versus Zachary Kalmus, Lorenzo Hunt versus Josh Dyer, Chris Astro versus Ashanilo Kakar. We have Rusty Crowder versus Louis Lopez. And then kicking it off, we have Dimitri Angelini versus Ronnie Rogers. Um, as far as this card, you know, they've been around for two years now or so. Uh, a lot of the, the fighters are coming and going. So I'm only going to pick the, the fighters that I know from these past two, three years of them fighting and who I think is going to win those those fights. So Rusty Crowder versus Luis Lopez. Rusty Crowder is very tough and he likes to put out a fast pace. Um, I got him winning this fight here. And I, I think it's going to start setting him up for a possible title shot. 
but we'll have to wait and see about that. But I, this one I don't think is going to go to decision. I think someone's getting knocked out in this fight. Um, Lorenzo Hunt versus Josh Dyer. I, I believe Lorenzo Hunt uh, won his last fight. And, again, he's just a powerhouse, you know. Once he connects, you're done. So I'm going with him with this one. But I think this one actually does go to decision. I think this one's going to be a um, unanimous decision. And will also help him get his name thrown into that title fight. Uh, Mark Goodbear versus Mick Terrell. Goodbear made his BKFC debut... Uh, I believe the last pay-per-view and it was very impressive so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's probably why BKFC brought him back um, going with him over McTarrell this one again I think this goes by decision but I think this one's going to be another brutal bloody looking fight and then Josh Burns versus Dylan Kleckler the, the main event I like Josh Burns um, I think he's going to pull this out both are I believe they're both like heavyweights they're both big guys this one I could see quick first round knockout um and if I had to pick between Joey Beltron and Sam Shoemaker to fight one of these guys I'd rather see Sam Shoemaker Beltron has the defense but Sam he has that nasty right over uh overhand that could put you to sleep. So, we'll have to see how it all works out between them there. Um, also, some BKFC news. I think they're starting to set up a little bit of a Paige Van Zant fight. Uh, this past week, we saw Pearl uh, Gonzalez sign with BKFC. And there was another one, too. I forget which, which woman, but she was from UFC also. But it seems like they're starting to set up, set up a little bit of a competition for her. So hopefully in the next week or two, we find out some more um, information of when she'll be fighting. I know it was two, three weeks ago, I, I did an episode that David Feldman was saying possibly June would be her next fight. So that is Combat Corner, which is sponsored by Bet Angles, exports, expert sports betting picks and research tools for only $10. So make sure you go to betangles.com for all that stuff to help you with your FanDuel picks or DraftKings picks or, or whatnot. I think that's going to be it for us though, guys. Um, make sure you guys tune in Friday night over on YouTube, 3YTV for the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series. We'll be at Martinsville. Like I said, I, I think it's going to be a very entertaining uh, race. Um, make sure you comment in the, in the comment boxes during the races so you know we can all have some good time there. Um, head over to staytunesports.net to follow our, all our social media accounts plus any merchandise that you would want to purchase. And make sure you head over to betangles.com for all your expert sports betting picks and research tools for only $10. I mean, come on, that's cheap as hell, you know? So, till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.